Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Lydia. Hi, I'm Jesse. And I'm Adam. Let's talk Hoya. Hello, everyone. Hey, Hoya heads. Welcome to Let's Talk Hoya podcast. A podcast where we talk about Hoya. Hoya. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get a Hoya? So I know a lot of y'all have been telling us you've been enjoying whenever we talk about specific species. So we have dubbed these as species spotlights. And today we're going to talk about Hoya multiflora. The shooting star Hoya. The shooting star Hoya. But we do have a quick Hoya news. Ooh. Las noticias. Okay, so I know we're not supposed to date these episodes, but I'm sure (laughs) you all have already seen this, heard about it. But just in case, you know, because sometimes some people, news doesn't travel. Adam at Not Dude put out a new video this past week. (laughs) This episode's going to go in like 2024. (laughs) So. I did. Tell us what your wonderful video is about. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I, I actually recorded it last Wednesday before we recorded the podcast. Wow. I still haven't watched it. I'm such a bad friend. No, it's okay. You don't have to watch it. Uh, I just did like my favorite small leaf Toya, which a good, not a good chunk, but there's a few of them that we had taken to the tents. We have tents, grow tents set up for some of the shop Hoya. Oh, the like, off-site one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, darn it. I should have. Like I should have been more proactive in thinking because there's some of my fa- some of my favorite ones in the tents. But anyway, just little tiny baby small leaf Hoya. It was mm. fun. Maybe that means we'll get a part two then. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe the rest of my small leaf Hoya. Favorites. Because everyone always wants Hoya tours, mm-hmm. and it's just really difficult to do. So I think it's easier to just break it down. Mm-hmm. But I did have an idea for another video, which is like Hoya that I hate, but I'm still gonna care for. Oh, you know, that's a hard one. That I could be know. a whole episode. Yeah, it'd just be like, I hate these plants. Because like there are quite a few in here that I'm like, I'm never going to get rid of this, but I also really don't care about it. <laughs> but you're never short of plants. Yeah. You swear, you know, you didn't have enough, but you, your collection has been growing too, and you've been getting a lot of new small leaves. So. I know, and I got to figure out where to put them. But yes. I like the smaller ones a little bit more now because they can just tidy Space. in. Space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cute. Uh-huh. So yeah, so that's our Hoya news. <laughs> All right, species spotlight Hoya multiflora. Shall we talk about it? Yeah, and my um, to start off with my scientific oh backing of this. Mm-hmm. Remember the word for that? Etymology. My etymology. <laughs> Of this Hoya is 
multi meaning several flora <laughs> meaning flower so i have a feeling this hoya looks like a bunch of flowers when it blooms yeah mind blown like <laughs> i need that <laughs> kind of appropriate <laughs> yeah like mind blown that's that's what this hoya is right there yeah. a bunch of flowers Okay. That one was actually pretty scientific, yeah. unlike one of the other episodes where it was not, but this one was, was pretty accurate. It okay. was. Dang. Give me my degree now. <laughs> <laughs> so the etymology of Hoya Multiflower. Multiflower? <laughs> See? See? I did it. Multiflora is exactly that. It means multi-flower because it puts out so many clusters of flowers they say somewhere between typically about 20 to 30 but upwards to 50 so that is a lot of flowers i've never had 50 (laughs) nobody's ever bought me 50 roses really Mm -hmm. well girl roses are expensive (laughs) low-key just said i'm not worth it (laughs) that's true Wah, 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 wah. In this economy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so real talk before we get into the like the meat and potatoes of the episode. Hoya multiflora has been around for a while, like from our collecting. Like I remember that Hoya from the beginning of time. I think Gretchen Greenhouse Girl ninety four on Instagram was like one that I saw it in her collection. What were your thoughts on the multiflora when you first saw it? Like, were, you, were either of you like, I have to have that? No. Well, Hoya Multiflora, though, has been with us literally since the beginning. I mean, when we started the green plant, that was one of the first Hoya. It was Obovata, Multiflora, Bella. Those are like our, our staple. staple plants yeah. that we had in our shop. And so it's been with us there from the beginning. Have I ever had a green Multiflora in my personal collection? No. <laughs> yeah. I have, but I've never been like, I need this Hoya in my collection. Or like, I love this Hoya. Or I like, this is my treasured Hoya. No. Yeah. But also, that was a time when it was like, oh, I want Hoya for foliage. Mm-hmm. And a multiflora. The foliage is just... Uh, lemon tree you know mm-hmm. so like all, that was lemon tree it's giving citrus that was before my true appreciation <laughs> for thin leaf toya started but when i was naive <laughs> that was my thought but lydia was what does the science say is it a thin leaf toya yeah okay because <laughs> i personally upon my very scientific botanical inspection I feel like it's not because the leaves are a lot sturdier than thin leaf hoya. But I, they've oh, got sorry. they've got like a coarseness to them that I don't um, I don't apply to thin leaf hoya. I think no. when you're looking at like if you just look at it not as a scale or a spectrum, but just from one end to the other, if you look at you know say for instance of latifolia or a verticillata and then a multiflora yeah like that latter part is going to be thick and then multiflora would be thin so if you're just looking at it just polar opposites Mm -hmm. in that kind of but then i feel like you know leaf texture shape thickness is almost like a spectrum for hoya so yeah yeah okay i see it 
Yeah, I mean, it definitely is a thin leaf, but it is more rigid than some of the some of the other thin leaves, you know. Yeah, and we'll we'll get to why here. Ooh. But Ooh. one thing. Okay, but back to me because oh, I yes, didn't get an yes. answer. <laughs> I didn't care for it. Even the flowers, because when I found out that they like fell off, and but then when they fall off, they kind of just shoot off or like mm-hmm. they pop off, which they don't really shoot off. They pop off like every other Hoya flower. Yeah. They just kind of eat uh, themselves like jumping off a cliff. But like, I just remember people saying that it was always messy and they were picking up stuff because, and it's always, it was a drippy, drippy juice, juice, mm. drippy, drip, drippy, drip, juice, juice. Uh, so I was like, ah, oh, no, thank you. Yeah. I've changed my tune though. Well, on Vermont Hoya, it says, I have to cut all the blooms off from time to time just to stop the messiness of the nectar dripping all of the time. So Vermont Hoya would agree. <laughs> Jesse, I'm going to mute it real quick and then you can slurp. Mm. <laughs> A muted slurp. <laughs> all right. But the thing that always interests me when we're doing these species spotlights is, I mean, a lot of times I do wonder... Are we even saying the name of these plants correctly? But I saw on the card from Mr. Potomate that the classical way to say multiflora is multiflora. So it's not mole, it's multiflora. 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 Yeah, it's with like two O's is how it was spelled out. It was M-O-O-L. Mole. T-E-E. Okay. F-L-O-R-A, multiflora. Okay. But am I sticking to multiflora? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I'm just going to put the ESL don't. card there. And old be like, habits don't die hard. <laughs> old habits do die hard. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yes. Yeah, especially not one as old as Lydia. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get you back about the roses. Oh my gosh. But like Adam was saying, I mean, multiflora has been along for a long time. It was published by Carl Ludwig Blume in 1823. And as soon as I see something that says 1800s, I'm like, dang, that was like a thousand years ago. Yeah. But it wasn't, right? That's only like hundreds of years. No. Mathematically. It is a thousand years? No. No way. That's why dinosaurs existed. It was 300 years ago. Oh, see. Okay, not that far. Right? Uh, to 1923 to two, okay, 200 years ago. <laughs> okay. A quick reminder to our listeners this is a Hoya podcast. We are in no way professionals or educated to any, we have not claimed educational to any level past high school. <laughs> but it was published in 1823, which was. Oh, long time ago. So, I mean, it makes sense that this is such a classic Hoya, almost like the Carnosas who have been published and been around and discovered for such a long time. What? I'm just laughing because my math was not mathing. I was like, that was like 2,000 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And it took me this long to get Ooh. there. That's but okay. I, I calculated it. <laughs> But I feel like because it's been around for such a long time, multiflora has been through a lot of things. Yeah. It's never, you know, not been multiflora by what I've found. But when I looked it up doing research on Q, K-E-W, there are so many synonyms for Hoya multiflora. Like a list you have to scroll that's okay. a lot. That's how big the list is. Give me, give me the top highlights. 
There's just a lot. There are. Well, um, so there's homotypic and then heterotypic synonyms. When you look at homotypic synonyms, it basically means that the plant is or was under another name, but it's the exact same type specimen. So okay. basically it might have been published as something else, mm -hmm. but they've synonymized them because they're exactly the same. But when you look at heterotypic synonyms, they're different types with different names, but they've been synonymized because they are associated and belong in the same taxon. So basically that means that they have identifiable similarities and so they're grouped together. But technically, they're still different types. Mm. Weird. So they like are. I mean, I feel are, like eventually we'll see something similar in the Lacanosa field. No. Probably. Yeah. 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 Um, this article I I read uh, from David Gorder uh, stated that when Blume described the multiflora in 18, 1823... He described it from one of his own collections. The diagnosis provided in the catalog of 1823 and three years later in his notes on the flora of the Dutch Indies and now woefully inadequate. And it's inadequate being too brief. So basically, like when he described it, it was too broad. Mm. So then they kind of deemed that inadequate. But I think that they've updated some things after that. But mm. he's still like listed as the, the person who published it. He yeah. was like, Hoya Multiflora, green with yeah. flowers. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and so maybe that's why it makes sense because the two homotypic synonyms, which means they're now exactly the same, there's two of them associated with Multiflora. They're also published by Blume in mm. 1838 and 1846, but it's Centrostemma Multiflorum mm. and Multiflorum. <laughs> Certoceros. Yeah. Wow. So they have officially been synonymized, and those three are all recognized as Hoya multiflora. So maybe part of it was like that broadness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he went on to publish other ones, but later it has trickled down to that those are all Listen. exactly the same. So. Okay. So I know we're just like taking a shot in the dark here, but do you think my man thought it was three different plants? I'm assuming yes. If because he, it went from Hoya he, multiflora yeah. to Centrostemma to Certo Cerus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My man was trying to get his name out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Blume was really trying. Wasn't where was Blume from? He, he was a Dutch. Was, He's a Dutch okay. botanist. Okay. Because I feel like the there was the Ludwig. publication for multiflora that came up, but then it was not in in English. Like even the t like the title of it was not in English. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh. Even if I found the publication from freaking the 1800s, yeah. I mean, we wouldn't be able to read it. Yeah. <laughs> what? You don't speak Dutch? No. Oh, but I could reach out to Ro Rose. Rose. Yeah. I mean, or you could Google Translate. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's <Or> true. <laughs> yeah. But the heterotypic synonyms, I mean, there's so many of them, so not going to list off all of them, but it was interesting that there are some Hoya listed on there. And of them, one of them is Coriaceae. I saw that. And I, I was, was like, like hmm. what? So then, what do Coriaceae flowers look like? I'm, I'm wondering what part of it makes them Made them heterotypic. think it was a yeah. Coriaceae. Because they're not saying that they're exactly the same type specimen, but they have identifiable similarities. Yes. Just look up the flower real quick. They're not even the same. 
Let me see. This one's like way fuzzier and the Corolla like the lobes are thicker and the Corona lobes are thicker. Show it to me. <laughs> yeah, they're not. That, oh, that, yeah, that. No. I mean, the like the way of it a little bit. The way that it reflexes. Yeah. But it's not even like as prominent. And the Corona and the Corolla lobes aren't as thin as Multiflora. So that was interesting to me because I feel like even like Coriaceae leaves are, they're larger than Multiflora. Yeah, so they're that, wider, but so the Hoya Coriaceae silver that I have mm-hmm. would we call could call that a multiflora? Since well, it's I don't know that it works like that though. Okay, because I know when they're the the homotropic. That's a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> when they're homotropic, it's they're because gay. I'm gay isn't oh, homotropic! <laughs> it's because you're the gay. I know when they're homotypic synonyms, then they're recognized as the same name. Okay. But okay. these are heterotypic. heterotypic. Yeah. I get so you. they're under the same taxon, so they're grouped together because they have identifiable similarities, but they're still recognized under different names. So it still is okay. a Hoya Coriaceae. But I thought that was interesting. So that is very interesting. Yeah. But um won't list off all of them because they're literally Multiple dozen. So many. There's but, multiple dozen. Yeah, multiple dozens. <laughs> Is that even a thing? <laughs> no, there's multiple dozens. So uh, we'll go ahead and link that onto our show notes if you are interested in looking at it and just kind of seeing some of the science behind that. So, but Hoya multiflora is found in so many different places. It is widespread. Yeah. It is everywhere. It's like, when we were doing our episode about Borneo, what was that one? Diversifolia. Diversifolia found at every level, yeah. every mm-hmm. state. Mm-hmm. But that's my that's the multiflora in like all of South Asia, Southeast Asia, that whole area. Yeah, I mean, even in Borneo, it's found in Kalimantan, Brunei, Sabah, Sarawak. But I mean, literally everywhere: South and Central, Southeast China. Cambodia, Thailand, Peninsular Malaysia, Laos, Myanmar, New Guinea, Vietnam, Java, Sumatra, Sulawesi, Philippines, and Borneo, and some others that I didn't even list. So wow. maybe flag sapphire son. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Could you imagine? But that's not a tropical rainforest. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's just I don't know what you would call that, but yeah, it's a, it's definitely widespread all over. And it makes me think, like, how does it get to that many places? Because People hiding it in their the sewing of their sweaters. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know if it is easy to pollinate. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. As I don't know if I've ever seen a multi-floor cross. Oh, that's true. But it definitely is an ode to, like, how sturdy it is in a way because mm-hmm. I feel like those sturdier Hoya are the ones that we see a lot of. I mean, like Diversifolia, Verticillata, Latifolia, mm-hmm. those are all like much easier growing Hoya, even in our homes. And I feel like Multiflora is very similar in that way. But yeah, I mean, maybe it has something to do with the way it like ping, like <laughs> jumps off of the planet. <laughs> oh, is that a scientific word? <laughs> yeah, it like <laughs> ping into like a. Uh, 
a person who's walking by and like boarding a ship. Like a Choya? Yeah. It's like, I'm going with you. Bing. Yeah, because in the 1800s, people were boarding. Oh, well, you mean like a boat. Yeah. Was, yeah, because in the 1800s, people went places. For some reason, I was thinking like an alien ship, and I don't know why my mind. Your mind was like, wow. people never went anywhere. Your, your, uh, Battlestar your imagination. I don't know if, like, you guys, whenever you're talking about things, like, your brain, like, ima- like makes a picture of it. I guess some people's minds actually don't work like that. I don't. But your I mean, imagination. I can if, if I actively want to, like, picture something, but, like, as it's I'm like, saying it, do I see pictures? No. Oh, I'm always, like, like, literally when Adam was like, alien, like, I, like, saw alien ship in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And so Hoya Multiflora is found in a lot of different localities. And also because of that, the environments that they've been seen in in situ are varied as well. And you can find them anywhere from lowland and hill dipterocar forests to mangroves to limestone forests, which those are all widely (laughs) different areas and we've gone over a little bit more in depth about those in a previous episode that we've done um but just to highlight the lowland and hill dipterocarp forests are mainly characterized by having the large dipterocarp trees and they have like the shady understories but a lot of epithetic plants love to climb up the dipterocarp tree so that one's a fan favorite for hoya the mangroves are a specific type of a tree or shrub that grows inside of rivers, swamps, and sheltered coastlines. Um, but they're unique because they've adapted to being able to grow in salt water. So Weird. I know. So they say that not a lot of Hoya are found there. And really, it's like the sturdy ones that you see there. So only like Multiflora, Diversifolia, Verticillata, those ones. So I feel like, you know, that's like an ode to saying yeah. multiflora is like real sturdy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the limestone forests, which we know the limestone forests, as the name says, the grounds are made of limestone and often very, very shallow depth um, of any kind of substrate. But they're super, super poor nutrients, very high in calcium. The pH sits somewhere between seven to eight. So a very like rough situation but they found multiflora in that kind of environment before so dang i got a chance to ride through the well not ride but like to be in a boat through mangroves when i was in puerto rico oh really see and that was like how we got to the bioluminescence it was a a lagoon in the middle of like a whole group of mangroves Mm -hmm. and um it was really cool because like they were talking about how like those trees grow in salt water mm-hmm. and all of that. And we got to see like termite nests in them, huge, um, and iguanas living in it. But I should have, I should have kept my eyes peeled for some Hoya Dang, multiflora. That's great. They say it's rare though, because they say, you know, I mean, vegetative life is yeah. not meant for salt water, it's usually in fresh water. And so mangroves specifically have adapted and then like Hoya specifically will then grow epiphytically mm-hmm. on those mangrove trees and they found ways to adapt and live through that. So yeah. I mean it was eighty percent humidity. I don't doubt a Hoya would thrive oh, there as long as they can get their roots into that <laughs> yeah. tree. Cause I was dying, but a Hoya would have been thriving. Dang. Yeah. So yeah, so um, 
they're found in all sorts of different kind of environments. But I feel like everybody has probably seen a multiflora before. Mm-hmm. But for those people who have never seen a multiflora, how would you explain or characterize the foliage characteristics? Lemon tree? No. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because... Are l- lemon tree leaves elliptic? They are, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, can't even fight against that. I would say lemon tree leaf, but with like abs. Because I feel like there's a lot more like venation and texture on a multiflora leaf than on a lemon tree. Especially leaf. like the green form mm-hmm. of it. That's true. Yeah. They are flat. Um, see, my variegated my variegated form is, is almost undulate in how the mm-hmm. leaves are, the leaf margin is. But the, the the green forms that I've seen online, the the specimens are, you know, like a flat leaf, very smooth, mm-hmm. veiny, elliptic shaped leaf, um, leathery feel, mm-hmm. like thin leafed but leathery feel. Yeah, like, there's no pubescence on the foliage. Yeah, definitely glabrous, elliptic leaf shape, um, and it's characterized by being. I mean, it is epiphytic. But it has a branching or shrub-like growing style, which I feel like is the case for a lot of thin-leaved hoyas. So this one is no different. Um, but the venation, like Jesse said, I feel like it depends, you know, on which multiflora. But a lot of times on the green form, you can see the venation a little bit more clear. But it has like an obscure pinnate venation um, where the veins start at the midrib and then they go out to the leaf margin and they're parallel to one another. But there's a lot of different kinds of multiflora, not even just saying like variegation or speckled or anything like that, but the, the foliage characteristics a lot of times can vary even from locality and region, I found. So. That's what I was going to say because I've looked, I've I've pulled a Lydia and looked at the hashtag for multiflora and I've seen some that are really cool looking because their leaf color is super dark green. Mm-hmm. And then you see some that are like super light green and it's not like like molted to where you can tell it's like a like a fertilizer or like a light issue mm-hmm. like some of them just i think grow differently which might have been you know why they were like naming them slightly different things but i've seen some that are really gorgeous because they're like so dark i'm like mm, i might need that i saw one and it was slightly thinner around the um the mid portion of the leaf and a little bit elongated Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. And they were saying that it was one that was found uh, somewhere in Thailand. I can't remember where. But like previous me would have been like, oh, all multifloras are multiflora. But doing a little bit of research, I was like, ooh, some of these are a more cute. So. Yeah, I mean, it might be worth it to try and find those clones that are a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, one of the articles I read talked about, and you can see it actually in the hetero... What was that? Hetero... Heterotypic. Heterotypic. Anyway, Christine Burton, <laughs> um, she did take a stab at splitting out the species. And uh, basically they told her, nope, that's not... It's not enough to have it be a different distinct taxa is what this article said that I saw. But you do see her name listed on that list of heterotypic uh, synonyms. Oh. It's like, I think she named it Hoya Lee, L-I-I. Oh. But 
Basically, it says it's not surprising that a species which occurs over such a wide geographic area displays a degree of morphological variation. So that means the leaves are going to be di- the leaf shape different, leaf texture, size. I mean, because it's found on sea level, it's found in high altitudes, it's found in cool, it's found in really humid. Um, but she did try to uh, distinguish between two forms that were in cultivation, and then it came back and was like, no, they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sounds like I need to get this one back in my collection then. I was hoping if you clicked on it, it would pull up a type, spe- a type specimen, yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't even pull up a type specimen. I was curious to see, oh, but well, what does that one look like? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, maybe we could find it in her website in the Wayback Machine or something. P.S. Yeah, Lahoyan. I'm sure she's written an article on it. So yeah, but it is it is found in so many different places. It would be cool to like get a couple of those different clones. I know, especially considering because I mean, foliage characteristics on a thin leaf Toya. A lot of times they're not, you know. To a lot of people, not super exciting. Now that I appreciate them, like, they're exciting to me. But not only is it foliage characteristics, though, based on different locality and regions, the flowers are different, too. Yeah. Are they? (laughs) They are. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And so when we talk about Hoya multiflora, I think, I mean... Most of the time, when I was first getting into Hoya, I always heard that it was referred to as shooting star. Remember that? It was mm-hmm. always the Hoya shooting, the shooting star. star Hoya, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a like an unofficial thing, but it really is because of the distinct flowers. Not only do they look like a you know kind of like a shooting star, like shooting across the sky, but like Adam was saying, it's because they also boom, they ping, yes. off of the, they pop right out off of the peduncle duncle. Like a shooting star. And then like we said earlier, it has a whole bunch of flowers that can grow on the inflorescence. So they say typically it's about 20 to 30, which I feel like is probably the most I've ever seen. Yeah. But they say upwards to 50. So that's wild. Well, I kind of want to see that if anyone, if anyone's bloomed that. That's so many. I wonder how many are mine up there. I've never like counted, but I feel like the most I've ever gotten was maybe in a cluster on, in on a humble. lucky, lucky blooming cycle. <laughs> maybe fifteen, maybe twenty. Yeah, at uh, most it can't go past twenty. I was say, the two blooms I can see on Adam's variegated one from here. They have about twelve, thirteen blooms each. Flowers. Size doesn't always matter, Jesse. It matters to me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that would be pretty cool to see like 40, upwards of 40. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like 50 flowers all sitting like boop, 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 boop. It would be like wild. being a celebrity and getting a like bouquet of like. Because <laughs> I've 50 seen roses. that where they get, <laughs> they get like all those huge bouquets. Because when you're a celebrity, just, you're worth 50 roses. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, now I'm obsessed with seeing that. Yeah. So listeners, if any of you have a multiflora blooming with 40 or 50 flowers on one peduncle. Slide it into Let's Talk Hoya DMs, please. <laughs> Take a picture, tag us. Yes. But those those blooms that really characterize that Hoya multiflora, um, the corolla is reflexed all the way back. It has a glabrous outer surface on the corolla and the inner surface is said to be finely pubescent.
Hola, hoya friends. So we launched our Patreon, aka Peduncle Pals. It's been a joy connecting more with all of you, chatting in our Facebook group, and sharing more behind the scenes through our exclusive Patreon episodes every month. We're blown away by your support, and we're so grateful for every one of you that is joining us on this club. You can subscribe through our Patreon link through our Instagram bio, episode descriptions, or show notes. See you there. Looking to elevate your gardening game this season? Well, look no further than Coast of Maine, your go-to source for premium organic soils for over 28 years. Organic approved and sourced from oceans and farms, their full range of garden and lawn products are designed to restore roots to the natural world. So picture this. You're struggling with lackluster soil, just like I did last year, and your garden plans just aren't thriving. And that was until we discovered Coast of Maine. Their products infused my soil with the healthy microbes and nutrients it was craving, resulting in vibrant outdoor plants that practically thanked me for the upgrade. Omri listed and crafted from natural ingredients like lobster shells and fish bones, their products not only nourish your plants, but also your peace of mind. Are you ready to take your garden to the next level? Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. That's why their products are carried by local retail partners who provide advice and insight, not just found in big box stores. And Coast of Maine knows from beginning to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. Their products make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. Let's get growing together. Visit coastofmaine.com today. That's coastofmaine with an E.com. I have never noticed that. I haven't either. So I'm wondering like if you have to look at it under a microscope and then you can see like the, f- I mean, the fine hairs maybe. Yeah. But all of the like, descriptions. In, yeah. In the book that I've read in everywhere that I've read, it literally says on the inner part of the Corolla, it's finely pubescent. And I've never noticed that. I thought it was just glabrous all around, but yeah, I hmm. have, I have also seen it's like there's, stiff hairs underneath like between where the corolla is and the corona mm-hmm. like the uh, there's fine hairs there but i haven't actually seen those i saw those in pictures um mm. when, I, when i was doing researching yeah but I was same like, mm, that's kind of cool i wonder if you have to like rip off the corolla to see it maybe so next time once these open up you're gonna have to do a little bit of a yeah. biology dissection snip there. snap mm. But the corona itself is waxy and it has. Oh. <laughs> oh no, I was just itching. The corona is waxy and it has long accumulate reflexed outer lobes and erect accumulate inner lobes. And mm-hmm. I feel like the corolla and the corona both, I mean, those lobes are a lot skinnier mm-hmm. and pointier than some of the other Hoya flowers that we usually see. Yeah. Especially if you compare it to like Hoya carnosa. Right. Mm-hmm. But basically the cuminate uh, lobes just means that they taper to a point, but the colors vary from multiflora to multiflora. And I feel like the most common one that we most often see in circulation that you can probably go to like your local nursery and pick up is um, the white Corona with the yellow Corolla Mm -hmm. is like the most common one, but there's a lot of different variation. There's ones where they're just white or just like a creamy white or there's orange or there's yellow. So there's some different variations there when it comes to the color of the Corona or the Corolla. But I think the cool thing about multiflora is 
especially because there's a speckled multiflora, but also the outer variegated multiflora on those ones, on the outer part of the Corolla specifically, you see the speckle on the bloom and you see the variegation on the bloom before they open. Yeah, Yeah, it's really cool. I've actually gotten the chance to see that here at my good friend Adam's house. Yeah, I love love that. Um, Especially the variegated part of the flowers. But, you know, when I took that really close-up photo, which I'm sure we'll probably post uh, with my macro lens, what's that purple part inside the flower? I don't. That is stunning. It almost, like, glistens like glittery, doesn't it? Yeah. That purple part inside of the, the corona. Everything I read was saying how the coronal process is very intricate mm-hmm. on the multiflora. So then I was like, okay, well, what's... You know, what's that mean? Mm-hmm. But when this photo that I have of mine was one of the first like micro or macro shots I took. And it was, yeah, it was like, there's like this purple ripply. Like almost like yeah. a really pretty, like fancy, like velvet like, skirt like or Bob something, Ross you like, know, just dabble it on there. But I literally never noticed that. And my multiflora is blooming right now. And I even took a look with like my naked eye. And you can definitely tell it's like a deep purple. But you can't really see the intricacy of it like you can in that picture that you took. It's the coronacy. I was about to say, it kind of looks like labias. (laughs) But remember there was another one that you took? And it was, you can even see it almost like glittery. Yeah. There was another one I remember that you had posted. Yeah. I mean, I wish I would have, you know, pro tip for people taking plant photos, especially if you have an iPhone, just like write the name of it in the description. So then you can just search multiflora and it'll pop up. <laughs> I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> be, don't be like me. <laughs> But even in the Hoya flower episode that we had done, um, we had mentioned, you know, a lot of Hoya flowers keep the peduncle because they will rebloom. But multiflora is not one of them. And I know we've even had some listeners that will slide into our DMs and say, oh my gosh, my multiflora bloomed, but the peduncle fell off. And that is just what this plant does. The peduncles are short-lived and they do not rebloom on this species. So if that's happened to you, don't fret. Yeah, it'll turn yellow and it'll just pop right off. Mm-hmm. But the thing is about this one is with every new set of leaves that come out, typically you'll also see a peduncle. Yeah, so. it just it it's lots of dunks on that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. There was one. It was like I can like see it in my mind. It was like a deep purple and like wavy. Yeah, do you know the one that I'm talking about? Well, I mean, that's kind of what this is. Mm-hmm. But it's just not very... Because mm-hmm. that's the It's multi- not very attractive. There was another one. Okay, it's okay. Um, but these blooms stay open for a really long time. Very long. So although the peduncles are short-lived and it only blooms once, those blooms you will get to enjoy for a really long time, almost for two weeks. Yeah, and they're drippy gorgeousness tastes delicious smell though so i don't smell anything i don't smell but i don't trust myself anything on mine either but mr potamit on his little infographic it said that 
they vary based on locality. So the one for sure that has no scent is a multiflora from Southern Thailand. Mm -hmm. They said the one that has the strongest scent is a multiflora from Laos, which I'm pretty sure the multiflora from Laos is the one that's the all white bloom. Have you heard of the all white bloom multiflora? (laughs) The infamous, beautiful. But they said that the outer variegated one has a very, very mild fragrance that almost smells like jasmine. Mm. And like I said, my multiflora is open right now. And maybe it's because I smelled it like I smelled it during the daytime, but I didn't smell anything. So I think when I go back home, I'm going to give it another sniff and see if I smell anything. But they said literally a mild jasmine fragrance. Can I come to your house and sniff your multiflora? Mine's been open before and I've been all up in there and I, I don't smell anything. And so I have the outer variegated version. Yeah. So, and I love Jasmine. I yeah. Love and that's the smell one that I have. And didn't, weren't you guys saying that the Lacanosa kind of smells like Jasmine? Mm-hmm. Which I, one is the one that smells like Jasmine? Cause I don't know my, I don't know my flower smells. I don't know. They all smell Gardenia to me. Oh, okay. Lacanosa is gardenia. definitely Gardenia, but. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if I've really had a Jasmine smelling flower. Okay. But he did list that it was mild, so I'm wondering if maybe it's like first night blooming, like it's the strongest, or you know, pre-COVID scent. (laughs) You know, so yeah, I'm not 100% sure. But before we chat about our experience with the multifloras, um, have you guys heard about or read anything about what other people do to care? For the multiflora or anything specific that kind of stood out? I mean, other than what I said earlier about Vermont Hoya, uh, who talked about the like extreme nectar drip. Um, we have like a similar review because um, Doug Chamberlain describes it like he thought it was bulletproof. And I thought that too, because I used to have a big multiflora in my collection. And I was like, that's the Hoya I can neglect. I can like toss her back and forth and she'll be fine and that was not true and he also um agrees it was not quite true that it's bulletproof so you can kill it easy if you keep it in too cold or over water and i that was definitely the stage where i was over watering my hoyas and i very quickly killed mine um but yeah this this little episode's making me think i need to replace mine (laughs) yeah i mean it's a it's a cute one i you know I had nothing stood out to me when I saw that some of the care guides out there that you can find, like, it's just, they all were pretty akin to most Hoya in my opinion. I don't know. Well, remember the great tragedy of outer variegated multiflora that you had earlier this year? Yeah. What I was mean, it? I, I think it is prone to dry rot. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Um, because I'm pretty sure that's what happened to mine and I had to restart it. And then also not the easiest to propagate. Yes. Regular multiflora is very easy. Mm-hmm. I have propagated a many of those, but I remember the first time I got an outer var- variegated multiflora and it would not root. Yeah. They take a long time. It just would not do anything. Um, I think some of the most problems you'll have with it, well, aside from propagating, is the flowers blasting, which that's a watering issue, could be a light issue. Uh, and then 
dry rot, obviously, but that can be prevented if you're not lazy like me. <laughs> but yeah, it declined pretty quickly though with yeah. the dry rot. Like it was very fast. I'm glad we got some snips off of it to restart it. And I found that multiflora sometimes if it's under too bright of conditions has a tendency to get chlorotic. Yes. Mm -hmm. Some of those older leaves will definitely turn like yellow. Mm -hmm. And I, a lot of people do talk about that happening, especially with the variegated versions. So that's something to look out for. But, you know, because there was an episode where I was seeing my thinner leaf Toya. I was cutting back on the fertilizer just because I noticed that it was causing my leaves to get chlorotic. But I found that multiflora is not the case. I just give it the normal amount of fertilizer yeah, that same. I do all of my other Hoya and I don't pay like extra attention to that portion at all. And it does really well. But the thing about multiflora though, is once you have it rooted and you know, it's solid, it grows fast. Yeah, it does. Once when it's happy, mm-hmm. it shoots up big time. And I feel like that's how you know that it's happy because it just, it just goes. I mean, you get a new leaf all the time, at least every couple of weeks to maybe mm-hmm. every month or so, I want to say. And it's an up and it's an upright Hoya. I, it is still an epiphyte, but like it will stay pretty upright mm-hmm. for quite a while. It can mm-hmm. get pretty tall and stay and like its stem can support itself. And those stems can get really thick too. Like as time goes on to help support like that weight. And so like, I've never had a multi-floor where I've placed it onto a trellis like super soon or anything like that it seems to hold itself up pretty well yeah a lot of places did describe it as a shrubby mm-hmm. type hoya so yeah. yeah also um before we go into the next chat i did want to say that sri rahayu has an article about the morphological variations of the multiflora but in that she talks about how in indonesia they use it for a lot of medicinal purposes it is used as a non-state what did you are we going to talk about that later oh no no no. i was just like wow it's yeah it's used as a non-steroid based uh thing for arthritis Mm. um so i should just start taking it from my knees honestly maybe you should just like melt it milk it and rub it in Make some little um, lollipops from that nectar. I'm going to read straight from the article and it's probably going to be, but I just want to, like, I thought this was really neat. Yeah. Um, the active compound plant has not been identified yet. Presumably it contains endomethacin, like an endomethacin-like compound. It is a common non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug, which has been used for more than 30 years to treat symptomatic pain of arthritis, rheumatism. Recently... Our multiflora is an ally because the compound has been tested for a new anti-HIV drug. So she's doing the most. I wonder what part of the plant, because I have noticed the multiflora, because all the roots on all of our Hoya are different. There's some that are so skinny, thin. And had we not grown in passive hydra, I would have never been able to appreciate how different the roots can be on all these different species. But yeah, sorry. The multiflora roots are thick. Yeah, and there's always like a tap root that go. There's one root that I've noticed that, that just is a like, big boy. It is thick and it goes yes, down. Yes, yes. So it almost reminds me of like you know how turmeric is a root, mm-hmm. and they use that for arthritis. So I <gasps> wonder if it's the multiflora root. Yeah, I always call it the blood feather. 
You know, sometimes you have like that eyebrow that's like really thick and you pull it out and it bleeds a little bit. Just me? Okay. Yeah, I don't pull out my eyebrows. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I call the blood brother too. Wait, anyway. you pull an eyebrow? And- Trichotillomania. <laughs> Anxiety. <laughs> no, but sometimes like there's one eyebrow hair that I get that's like really like rigid. It's thicker than all the other ones. And I'm like, oh. And then it bleeds? Well, I mean, if you pull it out, oh. I have pulled it out before because I'm like, I don't like how that feels. Random aside. Sorry. But yeah. I, I was just checking an article that a listener sent me back when I talked about lacunosity. Oh, yeah. And it like listed oh, a bunch of the yes. medicinal ones. But um, multiflora is not on here. So. Yeah, I was going to say because there are. Some Hoya, I mean, it's nature, right? And mm-hmm. that, and that's what they do. That's how they make medicinal herbs and things like that is by finding things in nature. But remember, there was that one facial product that has a lacanosa flowers in it. Yeah. See, I think that this is a, this is used more obviously in like Eastern medicine because this mm-hmm. is the multiflora is said to be like one of Indonesia's like most helpful flora, like because of the properties of for healing. Like here in the West, people are just like, eh, here's a pill. Because when I go on my travels or something, like when we stop at these cities, they talk about all these plants and how like, oh, your mom makes this if you like, if your stomach is feeling sick. And we just don't do that here. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of cool. It would be nice. It would be cool to be able to learn more about that and figure out how they, you know, what they harvest out of that plant. Because oh, yeah. greenery to us is like ornamental yeah it's never something where it's like oh i'm gonna eat it it's like you know how sometimes you'll see like even a travel vlog or a movie or something about people who go to different countries and they just pull out like an elephant ear and they're like snapping the leaves and things like that and it would be akin to you know just like coming up to the tycon and snapping on the off the leaf and not blinking two eyes about it yeah if you have two eyes um, <laughs> That was real specific. I mean, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy to think. I mean, everybody has different mentalities yeah. depending on where you come from, you know? I was supposed to so. say, yeah, I think that's a very cultural thing because, like, yeah, growing up, we had a lot of, like, herbs that we used for, like, a stomach ache, a headache. You know, just using a vera for your sunburn. Like, for my culture, it is a very symbiotic relationship that you have with, like, plants and herbs and things. I'm sure, like, if I had been from a place where Hoya are native, I probably would have been like, oh, wow, we use that for stomach Because, like, this table that somebody used, um, sent me it says, like, used for stomach ache, used for postpartum depression, used for constipation, all sorts of uses. Yeah. One of them even says it's a narcotic. That's crazy. So, yeah. That okay. reminds me of, like... So Korean people, or I feel like a lot of Asian people in general are health fanatics. Anything for your health. I mean, my parents have been taking herbal supplements and all sorts of vitamins literally since I can even remember. Mm -hmm. And in Korea, it's very normal to have what's called hanyak made, which is basically like herbal medicine. And what they do is, you know, you go to an herbal medic and, you know, you tell them your symptoms and things like that, and they'll take out all the herbs and then they basically brew a concoction for you. And it's always like this brown water, basically, and it's 
disgusting. <laughs> and my parents, when I was growing up, I remember they would always get that made. And there was one place in the U.S. where he was like licensed, and they would ship it to you. And they would always get it shipped. I'm sure it was very expensive, but I did not care as a child. And my parents <laughs> would always be, "This is so good for you. You have to take it." And they would give me a cup of it. And I would pretend like I was like walking around the house drinking it. And anytime I came by a drain, I'd always dump some. Down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so you wasted yeah, the elixir of life. It was probably really expensive if I think about it now. But back then, you oh know, my god, we gosh. just don't appreciate those things. I can, I can still smell. I mean, I can still smell it in my brain from when they would cut open one of the because they would come in little pouches. Yeah, and I, I can like still smell it. Yeah. That's how potent it was. Big Pharma man. Big Pharma has gotten rid of all of our medicinal things like that. And anyway, not, oh, you know. not going to straight on that conspiracy. Oh, uh, Back to talking about <laughs> multiflora. So when it comes to multiflora, I mean, there's a lot of different varieties that I've heard about here and there. Um, but just even doing research today, I mean, there's a lot more varieties that I didn't even know of, but what are some that you guys have seen that are different as of late? Uh, not many because I had only really known of the green form, the green. And then, um, my friend Jeremy traded me or sent me an outer variegated one, which is the one I have. And I love it. Uh, those are the only two I really kind of knew. Is there an innervator gated one? I'm sure there is. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Okay. There. I do love the outer variegated one, but it's what's that type of variegation where it fades? I don't even, I think there might be a name for there it. There is a word for it. But it. Um, I can't remember what it is, but <laughs> I, I believe that there is an outer variegated one, though, where it does not fade. Is there? I've heard that there is. But I've heard the inner variegated one does also fade. Okay. But I've never seen anybody sell one before. So unknown price, but I'm assuming very expensive. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's probably a correct assumption. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a multiflora that I've seen come out this year. Wait. And is it SV406? No. Okay. So you can talk about that one. Okay. okay there is a multiflora that I've seen circulating in market recently, and it is a all silver multiflora. <gasps> oh, I feel like I've seen this one too. They're calling it the Wonderfill, and it's in single quotations, like it's a cultivar. I don't know how accurate that is. I've tried doing some research and searching here and there just to see kind of where maybe that's come from, but I couldn't actually source like where this is originating from. Uh, but people are calling it the Wonderfill. I don't know if that's accurate, but it's a all silver multiflora. Uh, last month I saw one sell for $420 for a single node. So they're going somewhere between a four or $500 a single node. Not bad. I mean, <laughs> not as bad as I thought it could be. I mean, if you really think about it, Corey Silver, we're about going for same? like four or five hundred. I mean, I bought a note of Corey Silver for $350. Okay. If you really think about it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was rooted. If it was rooted, maybe I would buy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it is kind of a, it could be a crapshoot based on our experience with the prior ones. Yeah. So if it's as difficult to root as the outer variegated multiflora, I don't know how I would feel about it. So. Ooh, but not me seeing the all white flower and being like, okay. Oh, yeah. that, oh yes. We have to talk about it. Okay. But Jessie has one that she wants to talk about. 
I was looking at the Hoya Multiflora SV406, and I don't know if that's like an actual name. Again, I couldn't find anything origin-wise. But what stood out to me was that the tips of the Corolla are very orange, mm. um, very bright. Uh, it almost looks like fire. So that is one that I would like to get in my collection. Oh. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's everything else is kind of regular. Well, some of the pictures I saw so show a very splashy type of leaf, which also is very cute. Um, but I don't know if that's like a, a consistent feature or if it's just like that. Those are the pictures I pulled up. Mm. Look at this. Oh, that is splashy. And bright. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I SV, have seen SV four hundred six. I have <laughs> been seeing multiflora splash over hitting the market with some of the people who deal in just like the very pricey, mm-hmm. hard to find plants. Yeah, um, that looks like that. One of the ones that I clicked on said they got it from Jack from Epiphytica. Mm. Um, so I'd be like, Jack, what's up? And yeah. Kiss him. Yeah, because the regular multiflora that we usually see is more of like yellow at the end of the Corolla lobes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that one's almost like a ombre, fire. but like a fire, like orange. <laughs> it almost. looks like Guy Fieri. <laughs> you know what, though? <laughs> you know what else? The the coronal skirt also is orange mm-hmm. on the SV406. Basie Prince really? has a nice picture of one. Yeah. Ooh, you know, I think we've come okay. around on the multiflora. I think we've kind of... Yeah, we've kind I of like tossed ourselves into liking it again. You have I, to talk about the one that you're mentioning, the, the white flower one. Oh, I mean, I don't know much about it. I just saw the flower. I think, is it this one? That Pad, um, Padmat put on the, the card from Laos? Okay. I think it was the one from... Maybe. There was, like a, there was a small hint of a color at the tip of the... Corolla, mm-hmm. but like barely visible. Just like that one has just a little tinge like of like orange so cool. on the cross. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah. Okay, that's it. You Ooh, know what? The, the white one reminds me of the white flowers reminds me of like snowflakes almost. Oh, and so this Christmas girl <laughs> needs to get it. Christmas girl needs it. I mean, it just has to happen. Okay, Jesse has left the room because you said the. <laughs> But I did also see that there's something called a mini splash, which the leaves, as far as I've seen through pictures, are smaller than a typical multiflora leaf. And the splash looks like literal stars like splashed across in the sky. Mm. Really? Yes. Okay, but look at that. Look at that picture Mm -hmm. I just sent you guys Mm -hmm. on Instagram. And it looks like it's somewhere in like the hundred dollar ish range, somewhere attainable. I know. Mm-hmm. I need- Sidebar. You can really see the pubescence in this. I picture. did a trade with somebody, and I sent her one extra. I'm gonna be sending her one extra plant than what she can give me. And then I, after this episode, because she was like, just ask me about any plant if there's any you're interested. And I was like, I kind of want some different multiflora. And she said she has this one. Ooh. So she's gonna, she's gonna, once sure. it goes out a little more, send the cutting. I know. Jesse sent me this photo from Kevin uh, from the Instagram and YouTube channel, Hakuna La Planta. Uh, and it 
will send us. And it's very easy to see the pubescence on this photo. Yeah, so go look it up. And uh, wow. That is very well. It is. It is where you were talking about. It's like right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of right reminds me of Corona a, and the Corolla. It reminds me like of an Audi belly button or something. <laughs> <laughs> Looking inside there. <laughs> it's furry. I don't know. I don't know, but I've never seen an Audi, but that's what I think it would look like. Oh my gosh. Okay. But last type of multiflora that I have seen, let me pull it up real quick and then. Okay. So. Right now, I feel like all the rage that I've been seeing this month was somebody who bought a random pack of Obscura Seeds, Mm -hmm. and they randomly Uh. got a full silver mutation. (gasps) Of Obscura? Fully silver, and you can still see the venation. It looks like it still, like, gets a little bit of sun stress, but it's fully silver, almost like, like a sheen layer of curtain or something. Wait, do you have a picture of that? I will I'll, I will show you. Wait. But uh-huh. No, I'll let you finish your song. Okay. What? Why are we talking about uh, Obscura? Because, okay, okay, so someone from a few years ago, they said, bought a random pack of seed-grown seeds from Doug Chamberlain, mm-hmm. Hoya Multiflora Seeds. And so they have seed-grown multiflora, and it has a mutation where the leaves are all white <gasps> with a little bit of green speckle. That's why I was talking about seeds. Oh. <gasps> that so looks like that, a poinsettia. I was just going to say no, that. No, you weren't. I, I was. was. Isn't that wild? That is, that's cool. That is really cool. So all of these people who have been getting seeds have just been getting lucky. So I think this is my calling. That I'm just going to start buying all the seeds because who knows? Maybe I'll get a random mutation. Yeah. I mean, for real though, that's that's been happening. I a wonder lot. if Doug Chamberlain like microwaved these seeds for a bit or something. I don't know, but like going back to the obscure, although this is not an obscure species spotlight, but <laughs> after that lady had posted that she got the random mutation on those seeds, there were like two other people that were like, oh my gosh, I had bought seeds too of Obscura and they're also full silver. <gasps> so there's like three of these people who got super lucky and just randomly got these seeds that have now put out a full silver mutation. And I'm like, how? Did how? you see the all pink one though? And I am that pretty sure <laughs> I am not that unbotanical. I thought when you would see pink, you would just not care about it. Okay, look. Let me see that. Yeah, that doesn't okay, actually so look really silvered to me. I, it is cool. Underwhelmed. I do love the history of it. But what that looks like, the Obscura seedling that was kind of silver... It looks like it's when you... It's full silver. Okay, but it looks like when your plant has spider mites in it. Yeah. It has that sandpaper look. You know what I'm saying? It looks like mm. it has one of those films But over I know it. it's not. It's still cool. But like, see from, But if I paid $15 for a bag of 30 yes. seeds and that's what I got... Yeah. I'm absolutely I'd love be it. elated. Send it to me. Yeah. Mm, yeah, no, it just... Okay, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> this episode's over. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs> Like like the Coriaceae, like a the oh, the no. like. Mitrata. I said it was almost like a mm. like a curtain over yeah, it, like, it's like a you sheen. know. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was cool. It just looks <laughs> dusty to me. <laughs> okay, well, Je- next like, conversation. Let me show you my silver plants. Yeah. <laughs>
You want to you want to see my NGG or my Carnosa Nova Ghost? Cause those are silver. I thought like your headphones silver. No. Ugh. Anyway, well that's so that's that's all that we have on the multiflora. Yeah. Honestly, let us know. Let us know your thoughts on the multiflora on Instagram at let's yeah. Uh, we've come full circle. I I do maybe want to try a green one. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I'm low key standing it and also needing a cutting of your variegated one. I know Adam. that Costa Farms, at least an old article I read, said that they don't produce that one because it just didn't look good in hanging baskets, and that's kind of their vibe, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't it hang. It's up. a it's yeah. a it's a bushy mm-hmm. type yeah. of a hoya. But I really want to get the the mini. Splash one. Yes. And the white flower. Yeah. AKA Multiflora Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the ho ho ho. <laughs> but oh, mix pot. You oh. know we're on the mix pot train always. So Cute. Okay, but I want Adam to verbally say he's gonna give me a cutting of his variegated one. Oh, you want a cutting of that? Yeah. I have I have a propped one that's not so cute that you can have. But wow. Jesse doesn't want a cutting. She wants a rooted plant. It's already rooted. Remember okay, that? Cool. Remember the? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You can have you it. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, thank you guys so much for listening uh, and hanging out with us. Also, don't forget to follow us. Like I said on Instagram at Let's Talk Talk Hoya. Show notes for this episode will be linked. And you can also follow us individually. My Instagram is at NotDude. I'm at thegreenplant.az. And I'm at Perritos y Plants. Adios. Annyeong. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.